0: You're listening to Flying Casual, a
1: Star Wars podcast.
2: Here's your host, Michael Canterbury.
1: Hello there, Star Wars friends. Welcome back to Flying Casual. You're back. We're back uh, after a much needed little vacay um, to Alabama. Contrary to popular belief, Holly, not in Australia. Did <laughs> not realize why some of our friends in the group were, you know, wishing us well on our trip to Australia. And I was like, I don't remember saying we went to Australia.
0: A flying casual down under. Down, down yeah. under. That He's was a
1: lot of down under. Yeah. Oh, phrasing.
0: <laughs> Michael's the yeah. one with the good Australian accent that just sounds it more comes, British.
1: Comes naturally. Phrasing as well. But yeah, so Holly, you want to share why there was a bit of a mix up on Instagram, right?
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't know why. Yeah. But when I made my post, the phone, the phone, my phone. On the
1: telegraph. Specifically. Yeah.
0: The carrier pigeon got turned yeah. around. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my cell phone tagged us in Perth, Australia. Awesome. I don't know why. Yeah,
1: me neither. No we, clue.
0: Maybe we were there.
1: Makes a lot of sense now. A lot of people are wishing us well down under. Didn't yeah. understand at first. So sorry about that, guys. Uh, just a little, little time off down in the, uh, the, uh, the, the south uh, with those fine folks from Alabama. Holly, a year later, they still do- have not learned how to drive, though. I'll say that. Still have not learned how to drive. <laughs>
0: I actually okay. am oh. of the opinion that Alabama is not as bad as Massachusetts.
1: Well, nothing is bad as, as Massachusetts. That's
0: correct, Michael. That's right. That's right. Exactly right. Exactly.
1: Oh, that's a whole inside thing. Yeah. Too many inside jokes here on Flying Casual. Please <laughs> leave us a one-star review and let us know there's too many inside jokes on the podcast. But and too the,
0: much Australian hate.
1: Too much hate in Australia. Yeah. Just visit the place. Damn it. Like, oh, wait. Al- know,
0: Alabama hate.
1: Too much Alabama hate. Um, but uh, we're back. Uh, Luke's back. Luke, uh, a little time off on the podcast. Uh, how you doing?
2: I'm just jamming in my head to men at work ever since you guys started to talk about Australia. <laughs> Let's go. you coming from Orlando, oh. Orlando.
1: That should be the intro song. What's that? Well, women glow
2: and men plunder.
1: <laughs> it's all recorded. We have so many sound bites of Luke that can just go at the beginning or the end of I really every couldn't. podcast. Wait a second. Every podcast. I didn't yeah.
0: know that was... Men at work
2: well now you do it is it is well, indeed um the more you know great video watch that music video fantastic uh and i had this uh this great revelation today or realization may be more uh correct my my daughter's 19 months old now and the language is starting to come yeah in bursts and um she just flitters around the the house like a little fairy just sort of spouting off whatever sounds or words come to her wee mind. And uh, I sort of close my eyes and you just listen to her Mm -hmm. and she sounds exactly like Wicked learning (laughs) to speak galactic basic in Battle for Endor.
1: Has she been spoiler alert. Spoiler <laughs> there is alert. Some basic you haven't watched for Endor,
2: <laughs> Wicket just starts talking normal, yeah. and um, he sounds like a 19 month old girl listening yeah. to, or learning to speak. It's Was great. she watching it with you while you
1: were missing, <laughs> or she has, she has caught snippets. Oh, of that's
2: it, where that's where it came from. In her life. Oh. My son certainly has. I don't know if I've watched it since she's been alive, but that will change soon. I
1: can't wait. When she's like 18 years old, just pull up, you know, uh, Caravan of Courage and just say, here's where you learn to speak. <laughs> She'll be traumatized. <laughs> I learned English from an
0: Ewok?
1: Wow, it's actually Star. basic. So but, that's
0: counterintuitive.
1: Uh, yeah. Star Cruiser. Star Cruiser. <laughs> yeah. Wow, Holly, I'm so glad Holly knows what we're talking about now. It's great. Yeah, now it's great. Yeah, um, really enjoyed doing a commentary on that. Uh, just glad to have us, you know, back, guys. I forgot how to podcast. <laughs> Being away for a couple of weeks, I totally forgot how to podcast. You know, but we're we're doing it. Um, a lot of cool things coming to Star Wars fans. We've got the Bad Batch in two weeks. And the closer and closer we get, the more and more excited I am for this. So we've got some new Star Wars material to talk about, which is going to be great. Um, Flying Casual here is delving into the High Republic. Luke has read every piece of material. I have finished Light of the Jedi and the Tests of Courage. Holly has yet to start.
0: Wait, you finished the Test of Courage? Well, I think
1: I've got maybe like 40 uh, pages to go.
0: So you're not... Done.
1: Well, it's, I mean, I'm pretty much wrapping it up. Yeah, but yeah. so but Holly has found other books apparently too good for Star Wars. Oh my books. God.
0: I like, you know, just discovered yeah. that memoirs are really Fantastic fun to reads. read. Yeah. And so I blew through two memoirs. One was yeah. um, I Like You Just the Way I Am yep. by Jenny Mullen. And the other one is the Mindy Kaling book, uh, What Is It? Everybody's Hanging Out Without Me yeah. and Other yep. Concerns. Both of them were so good so and good. so funny. Anyway, so I read those instead of the High Republic books. Sorry, yeah. guys.
1: Yeah, why well, we could have actually been, you know, uh, drinking <laughs> up uh, an audible of, like, uh, uh, the High Republic, you know, something. Uh, we're listening to a Jenny Mullen uh, audiobook, which was freaking hysterical. I'm glad we did on the trip because that was, that was a good time. I actually really enjoyed that. It was really good. I was reminded there are other books other than Star Wars That's books, true. Just nice.
0: Nice but we like Star Wars books Love here. Star Wars books. No, I'm going to start The Light of the Jedi this week.
1: And you'll be done in two days.
0: Probably. Yeah. I have a couple pages left on one of my other books that I want to finish first. Yeah.
1: But... Well, after this week, you know who I want to write a Star Wars book? Ooh. Jenny Mullins. Oh, my God. Yeah. She'd be great. She'd be great. She'd be a great Star Wars author. Um, I'd be super down for that. I feel like we could use more comedy in Star Wars. Yes. So... Uh, But so, guys, we have new material to talk about here soon, and we're going to be talking about the High Republic here. But uh, recently, we talked about our favorite moments in the Clone Wars, you know, that beautiful masterpiece that is Clone Wars, some of the best of Star Wars. And after that discussion, we thought, you know, why don't we do the same with Rebels? And I'm so glad we did because thinking back on, was it four seasons of Rebels? I was thinking about these top moments that we're going to discuss, and I turned to Holly I said, I think it might be the best Star Wars. It, it just may be the best Star Wars material that's ever existed. And I can't believe like I'm saying that, but like it may be. Holly, it is. It, it, Rebels is Star Wars for a lot of people.
0: You don't have to remind me of that. Rebels was like the first, like, I mean, obviously I've seen all the movies, yeah. but... Michael, like, forced me to borrow yep. his DVD collection yeah. of Rebels, yeah. like, years ago.
1: Yeah. And what did you do?
0: I gave them back.
1: i them right back. They so don't want, want to watch them. I don't watch cartoons, <laughs> nerd. This is
0: so dumb. Yep. <laughs> but then, yep. like, when I actually sat down to watch them, <laughs> oh, my God, I became obsessed. I was like an yeah. animal. Like, I couldn't stop streaming them. I don't know yeah. how anybody survived with just having weekly episode releases. Yeah. It's tough. Especially now. But. hmm Rebels definitely one of my favorite things. Rebels is really what made me go from enjoying Star Wars to loving Star Wars. So yeah. always has a special place in my heart.
1: Absolutely. And and I you asked for a rewatch soon and then after kind of, you know, looking back on it today I said that actually may need to happen.
0: Um I asked for a rewatch yeah. immediately, immediately after right. I finished watching the I had to put a pause on that to, to consume
1: <laughs> new material, but I I think you're right. It may be <laughs> it may be time. For that, um, but uh, before we get to that discussion, guys, there's something else that we need to address. Uh, Luke, this is a, a new story to Luke here. He hasn't heard this. Okay. So my nephew, intelligent, uh, seven year old. Um, you know, I, I've introduced him to a little bit of Star Wars. He he's watched a little Clone Wars with me. It's that you know TV Y seven age. We haven't talked about Star Wars. Holly, at this point, what, months, maybe years with Probably. Gavin. I, I mean, you know, he got into the, to Minecraft and, and and dinosaurs, and so it, I felt like my window of opportunity was gone. You know, got Disney+, Plus. really thought he was going to delve into it, did a little bit, and then we move on to other things. I'm sure like every other kid does. But I was on a FaceTime call uh, after vacation with my family, and my nephew hops on there and says, uh, Uncle Michael, look at this. And he's playing Minecraft on his iPad, and he shows me, um, a scene from The Last Jedi. He shows me eighty walkers that he has built on crate, <laughs> and I, my Holly, my jaw dropped. Did it not? It did. I did. I to was the floor. What? And he started. He started uh, um, um, listing off the movies that he watched. Uh, he he's struggling with the titles because I mean. Who doesn't with that many movies? But I'm just looking at this. And, and on Minecraft, he's built these walkers. I'm like, dude, how do you even know about these? He's like, Uncle Michael, I know about adats. And I said, wait, what? <laughs> Stop. What did you just say? Ad-ads, you know. Um, I was I was shocked, first of all, because he's creating these, you know, on Minecraft, which is amazing. Um, he could tell you, and he has, you know everything about minecraft um in what an hour and a half holly you think we sat and listened to him talking probably
0: about closer to two hours yeah
1: it was a it was a good lengthy <laughs> discussion i had no idea what he was talking about but he shows me this and i mean he's got smoke coming off these things that have been hit by lasers and it's just i could not believe what he had created i was shocked by that and then shocked that he's calling them addats, and i thought where the hell did that come from who the hell's been talking to my nephew about star wars sure the hell isn't my family <laughs> because none of them likes my my family. like they had no idea what he made. That's cool, bunch of robots. Like they have no idea, and so I was blown away by that. That he's referring to them as at or adats. I'm like, whose parent did you talk to? <laughs> I just was blown away by that. Holly, you are an uh, an adat originalist.
0: I'm just an uh, adat, not a
1: constitutionalist. We need to specify in in that sense. You're not. But uh, when it comes to Star Wars, you're an adat fan. Where 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 does that come from? Where have you been secretly talking to, to my nephew?
0: Well, it's not a secret now. Oh shit. Um. Also, back to your point about um. What did you say? Original. I'm an originalist. Originalist. An originalist. Yeah. Yes, I believe the blueprints of the adats should be living documents. <laughs> but I digress. <laughs> Star I Wars <laughs> is an
1: ever evolving thing, right? It can no, always be better. Not.
0: Listen. I put a poll in the group. You we did. had a heated discussion. Yeah, we need to get to the is bottom of this. Is it adat yeah. or atat? Or yeah. And we
1: are. A
2: s- it's a generational divide. But
1: but that's what I'm saying. But now we've got freaking young kids calling them adats. What the hell are we teaching our kids? Holly's doing it. I've always I said consider ADAT. her a young kid. Now my seven year old nephew is calling them adats. I don't know what the hell is going on here. But Listen. Holly, it was it was oh. it wasn't necessarily. Hold on. What's what's the result of the poll at this Hold point?
0: Hold on. Let me pull it up. Yeah. Here's the thing, phrasing.
1: Yeah. My yeah. my
0: facial recognition on my phone doesn't like to work anymore. I wow. don't know if my face has just changed so much or like Wow. Has it? Listen. Okay, so I yeah. put in the group. I yeah. said big household debate. What is the correct correct pronunciation? Yes. Is it at at or is it at at? Yeah. I of course voted at at. Of
1: course you did, yeah.
0: But 19 people Said it should, be A-T-A-T, it should be ATAT or they pronounce it ATAT. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there were seven of us who are it's true believers in the Adat. It's
1: too many.
0: But <laughs> we'll listen.
1: It doesn't make any sense.
0: Brent said in- ATAT is correct, but it will not stop me from saying Adat.
2: <laughs> At least he realizes the errors of his ways. In my experience, it's uh, the original trilogy generation. I found uses at at more. Yeah. And then I found the prequel generation, which I certainly count myself in as, as more of the ATAT vibe. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know if that, if that's
1: how it broke down in the poll or not. It, I I mean, there's some strong feelings about it. A lot of people are, you're kind of stuck in their ways. I think as, yeah. Star Wars has expanded, and you get mm-hmm. new, you new new weaponry and stuff, and you have ATSTs come in and these smaller kind of scout yeah. walkers. Uh, then you ask yourself, you know, how well, how would you pronounce that? And Holly, you 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 know, I enlightened everybody. You enlightened. it. How would you pronounce that?
0: at at-st. Ats. It's
1: at-st. perfect. Yeah. It's perfect. So Look, uh, if we can yeah. say things like yeah,
0: st- we can say at.
1: Yeah, I'm. Yeah, you're at. Uh,
0: no, but Nettie was like, sorry, but. Ada just doesn't sound very intimidating. It could. <laughs> it,
1: it really doesn't. I think when the Empire's is building these things, I don't think that's what they were thinking.
0: Whatever. Whatever. Anyway.
1: No, you're right. Well, I, we, I think we've put that issue to rest then. I just, I have to figure out where the hell my nephew heard this. Yeah. It wasn't from any of us. I don't call them that unless, like I said, Holly's talking to him offline somewhere I, I, he's had to talk to someone's grandparent or something. Listen, I, I
0: rewarded him last night for calling you it at. Ad-
1: Wrongfully, but you did. I'm just shocked and I, I love that he's, 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 he's doing that. And I'm like, did you watch The Last Jedi? I have no idea why you aren't watching all of Clo- Clone Wars first, but.
0: Yeah, there are some cool things that kids do on Minecraft, though. They get very yeah. creative. Oh, I, I think that a lot of times people are like, ugh, they're just sitting around rotting their brains playing video games. But I mean,. Mm. They yeah. really are creating things. It's Absolutely. art. They have to, you know, use critical thinking in a lot of these activities. I'm not, I'm not like saying put your kid on an iPad for yeah. 16 hours a day. I don't yeah. think that's right. But, yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of creative value to it. Absolutely. And Minecraft.
1: Yeah. He's he's doing things that blow my mind on there. And I it, just listening to the kid talk about it, he loves it. And, and we've all been there with... Things I'm sure. So I I just thought that was fascinating. I could not believe it. I was sh- sh- stunned. Uh, so I will resume my quest to uh, just just really enlighten my nephew of Star Wars and, and and get him back on the right path with it. You know, oh, this God. whole uh shenanigans uh, it's gone too far. So we'll update there. Uh, so let's let's get into it, guys. Rebels, like I said, could be one of the best Star Wars stories ever told and when i hit you guys up and i said let's do some top moments uh, of rebels i said give me three i realized that's a real problem that's a huge problem um because there's really big moments there's way more than three big moments um but i feel like that's one of those things that we do with star wars like give me your 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 your, your favorite give me three and we'll have some honorable mentions There's no way we can't not talk about some of these things that may not have made it into a top three moments. Um, But what we're going to do, we're going to go around the horn. Each of us are going to give one uh, from our list and we can talk about it. And then once we kind of wrap up everyone's three, um, talk about those honorable mentions. So, Holly, I'm fascinated. You wouldn't let me look (laughs) at your list. Um, So I'm, I'm actually really curious to see what about Rebels, what you like, what really stuck with you. Um, because a lot of people, I think that have experienced, you know, the Clone Wars, like really in depth or even, you know, the, the original, uh, the original, uh, Star Wars saga, um, may have different moments, but someone who, you know, appreciated Star Wars, like you said, but then comes into the story about this crew, you may, you may have, you may Remember things differently or or find more value in other things than maybe myself So I'm really interested to see specifically what you have to say. So let's start with one of your top three moments Okay, and I hope it's purgles.
0: It's actually not oh, okay. <laughs> the fir- okay, yeah, first of all I couldn't pick a moment from this episode so I kind okay. of made the whole episode one of my top three moments. I don't know if that's fair or not. Absolutely fair. Yeah. Um, I always really liked Callus, and Michael always tried to like throw me off and be like, "No, I had Cal- to. he's so terrible, he's so awful," and I'd be like, "But I kind of like him." I think it's something
1: about the chops, maybe I don't know, <laughs> but he thinks he could be a really great dad. No, you you were seeing through all of the things that they were th- like throwing at you to try to deceive you, like, but you saw the light in Callus from the very
0: beginning. From the beginning.
1: Uh, so I have to try to throw you off.
0: I know. Well, it didn't work. It didn't and work. then I felt very vintage indicated yeah. okay anyway so one of the top moments that comes to mind when i think of rebels is um there's an episode of season two called the honorable ones and mm. it's when zeb and callous get stuck oh, on that go. ice moon on genosis yeah. and they work together and they come to an understanding and they're able to work through all of their differences to get themselves out mm-hmm. of where they are well i mean kind of we know the ghost comes in and Take yeah. saves takes Zeb, but my point being i thought that was a really great message mm-hmm. it kind of like solidified my feelings for callous saying that i liked him yeah and i don't know there's just something about that episode it was so different than some of the yeah. other ones i feel like zeb doesn't really get a lot yes but he's such a great character and i don't know D-rate. so when i think about when i think about rebels and like things that i really appreciate about it that episode comes to mind because i just think it's a really great way to kind of say You know, within reason, like it is important to like get to know people. Obviously, I'm not saying that we're going to give the empire a free ride, yeah. Um, for all of their problems that they have, but I don't know. I really like that moment a lot.
1: Yeah, there may be an unlikely ally across the line, and they never would have known that had they not been put in this precarious situation. And you're right, though, like Zeb needed some depth and in that moment you really start you know past kind of the grunny just the mean guy that jokes a lot and picks on Ezra. we really saw some depth there and and how relatable those two actually were from very different backgrounds very different circumstances Mm
0: -hmm. and also that they had something in common they
1: did so very much Uh, luke i I saw i saw you not on that one is that is that one that you share as well or is it more of an honorable mention
2: I didn't necessarily put it on my list, but it's definitely a highlight episode of the series. Yeah. I think almost anyone who's seen the series, if you talk, start talking with them and they want to pull out moments or episodes that, that are memorable and meaningful, uh, it's it's up there, I think, on most people's lists. Definitely,
1: yeah. I What a great... Uh, that I love that you pulled that. I did not see that as one, but you're right. That is a memorable moment that just... How often do we get, uh, you know... Uh, hero versus enemy kind of coming together in an unlikely circumstance and then they, and it's not like they turn callous there right like but it was just like a little flicker of light like you're going to you're going to remember this you're going to yep. callous is going to remember back like i owe you or, or you owe me or um there's just some camaraderie there that was unexpected um which just i don't know and that's kind of
0: like star wars right it's yeah. always like an unlikely group of people yeah. coming together to get shit done.
1: Yeah. That so. is, I think that is actually the, the, the slogan on star Wars.com. <laughs> we're, we're coming together
0: to get, to get <laughs> shit done. Yeah. TM. I, I think
1: that's on. Yeah. We're trademarking it if they have it. Okay. Flying casual.
0: Would it be a trademark? I think we need an attorney. I don't know if it would be a trademark or a copyright.
1: I think it would be a trademark. I don't know. Maybe Taylor Swift has it trademarked already. I don't she know. She
0: has everything copy written. Who
1: knows? Who knows? Um, but Luke, what about you? What's, what's one of your, one of your top rebels moments?
2: So I treated this as like a free association yep. exercise, basically when you sent it to me and I just had to let, let the force Amen. flow through me and, and let whatever came up, uh, and, and go with that. and, I'll be a little surprised if if I, I, this moment stands out to either of you or many people out there, not because I'm cool, <laughs> but just because it's weird. Uh, it, it's obscure, but every time I think of the series, I can't help but think of this moment. It's in um, season three episode called Iron Squadron. Mm-hmm. It's the one, if you recall, where there's this one rebel cell that just has this one freighter in there um, kind of harassing the Imperials at this one planet and they go uh, you know the ghost crew goes to check it out and it turns out it's just like a handful of teenagers on yeah. this ship and they don't really know what they're doing Um, and it's not it's not really integral to the the overall plot of the show the one guy does end up like in the series finale but the moment where they need to, the, the ship's hyperdrive is broken so they're harassing the Imperials here but they can't ever really get Get away. So they're in this really precarious situation. And Sabine and Chopper and Ezra are there, and they're like, Well, Sabine and Chopper are like, Oh, we can help you fix the hyperdrive. And there's this other Astromech droid there um, that's part of their their group. And uh, him and this other Astromech and, and Chopper kind of butt heads. Uh, but there's a moment where they're like, Okay, we need to fix the hyperdrive. And the, it's just a few second shot. And they show Sabine's at a console, like typing things in. Yeah. And then the other astromech has like a little spark thing and it's, you know, sparking stuff. Yeah. Chopper rolls up in his pincher claw. He just has a hammer and he starts whacking the thing. <laughs> <laughs> and it's only like it's a few seconds of this kind of obscure episode. Um, but I can't help but think of it yeah. every time I think of the show. Uh, it, it just to me, like, was. A perfect chopper moment and uh i'll always remember it i don't know if it rings any bells That's, for either of you no. it's, it's so
0: funny because i actually was going to say can i guess what luke's number one moment was i wouldn't know specifically but i was willing to bet it had to do with chopper Big like droid hands fan. he's a huge <laughs> yeah, Droid fan
1: sure i feel like i now have an idea of what another one of this is as well um <laughs> Yeah, Luke tends to show his cards uh, when it comes to favorite moments, and they do and inv- they involve droids a lot, and mm-hmm. I love it. I that's love
0: actually it. funny because I remember I very distinctly remember that episode, but I do not remember that moment with Chopper in it.
1: Yeah, I don't remember that either. I definitely remember the kid, uh, the cocky pilot kid, and all that. But yeah, wow, Luke, I mean, threw me a curveball there. Oh, that's so good. I, love um, that. I, 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 something I struggled with. When thinking of these, um, you know, so many people have gone through these things and just been like, these are the top moments. And there's such epic moments. And some of my favorite moments, I almost feel bad in calling them my favorite moments because a lot of times they don't involve the actual like ghost crew who were following along this entire time. But somehow Dave Filoni has woven. These other characters in here and created moments that will define Star Wars for the rest, you know, of its existence. I don't know how he's done it, but like, and that's not to take away from the Ghost Crew or anything. I have a lot of like honorable mentions for them. Um, but like, I, 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 we talk about this all the time. But I, I thought the Obi Wan and Maul confrontation is one of the coolest things, um, and unexpected. And it's not even so much the fight. I know everyone goes into detail like, ah, oh, you know, because, because Maul is using this stance or whatever and it's, it's quick and it's masterful. And that's great. For me, it is the compassion of Obi-Wan Kenobi in that moment and all the shit that he's been through. This villain who's been hunting him down his entire life pretty much. He just holds him. And shows him compassion just like he did you know his master just like he did uh Satine he, he held him just like that and it just blows me away and I mean Maul's kind of revelation in that moment um I don't want to call it you know that he's like turned to the light or something but something changed in him seeing that from, from Obi-Wan Kenobi and yeah he still wants vengeance but like has nothing to do with Obi Wan Kenobi, and he realizes that in that moment, that compassion that Obi Wan showed—that that is such a—and it also shows the mastery, not that the skills of Obi Wan Kenobi, but that he is a true Jedi master in that moment. Um, that it truly was, you know, it, it just like compassion is the way of the Jedi, um, and he is really the one who ultimately nailed that down, and, and is redefining what a Jedi should mean for the future. It's just a stunning moment. I was not expecting it at all. Uh, we've gotten so many Maul and Obi Wan confrontations, but like I could not believe they brought that into Rebels and it worked. It worked. It is a, a teaching moment for Ezra. Um, it was, you know, uh, the end of Maul. It just it really showed the true evil in the galaxy was the Emperor, um, and and Maul was just a little misguided, and I think he realized kind of the errors of his ways. Um, and the
0: tragedy and of mall. It
1: Maul. Poor it, Maul. it is, and it's just like Obi wan isn't the one that like you were so misguided in in that hatred, and it wasn't Obi wan that you you should have directed that towards. It it was another. It's just an amazing moment. I know a lot of people feel that way. I just I cannot believe they brought that to Rebels. Uh, Luke, is there anything about that 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 moment there on on Tatooine? We see a young Luke too. Um you know, he I think Maul says he will he avenge us or he will he avenge will us avenge all. Us. It's like what? Like what 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 do you ever think about that moment when you think of rebels?
2: Oh, definitely. Yeah, that's one of the most powerful moments of the series. And and kind of a a detour in the story yeah. that we you, you end up there. But I, I think there's there's several moments in the series when you start to think about them. Um that I hope uh, sort of are, are captured in a way in the new Kenobi series, yep. not as sort of direct copies, but just Rebels got some of these characters so right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and and showed them in such profound moments that I hope that they capture the same sort of spirit yep. in types of moments in the Kenobi series. And I'll probably talk about one one later on my list, but this is one that like, just shows the the creators of this show you know filoni largely and the others that worked on it um they, they brought all the history of of obi-wan into that yeah. moment and mall Maul's history as well all that we know that they've been through and like you said i, I love the mirror of obi-wan's held people in this exact yeah. moment before people struck down by a lightsaber who were meant or something meaningful yeah. to him and in the mall, as a, as an adversary, is still something meaningful to him, and that, um, those same moments he had with Qui Gon and Satine and and Maul, um, that sort of reflection, yeah, r- repeated reflection of those moments is really interesting and powerful. So
1: unexpected, Holly, huge Maul fan.
2: I'm a big Maul fan. Yeah. Though it's
1: his demise, I mean. You, when you watched it for the first time, and then again, I feel like you might be welling again. up right now. Are you getting a little emotional? Think it about was it? actually
0: a super emotional scene because I think something that is make not like nervous. I'm not like nervous about the Obi Wan show. I'm yeah, very excited yeah. for it. For me personally, something that makes me a little bit nervous is just like having to like see Obi Wan in this like lonely state of mind. Yeah. And I don't know. That's just like very heartbreaking for me. But <laughs> yeah. I loved what you said about how this scene with Mom, this confrontation that they have. I actually had this one on my list too. Let's so I was go. like, I was prepared. Cross it off. Um, but how he Maul is like berating him about yeah. like you coward. Like you, yeah. you're here on this in this desert by yourself. He Come says, on, Holly. He calls him like a little rat on Tatooine or <sighs> yeah. something like that and he's like look how low you've sunk yeah and then what you were saying about how obi-wan has really grown and learned so much obi-wan literally says to him look how high i've risen yeah and i just thought I, i mean that was amazing
1: let's go look how high i've risen
0: and it's like the the growth that you don't see him go through yeah in that moment but you can just imagine he's a very different Obi-Wan that yeah. we saw before.
1: Absolutely right. And
0: I just, I don't know. Anyway, I had that on my list too. I just thought that was such a fantastic moment. I you think we watched that episode. Yeah. I think we rewound it and I made you play it again.
1: Absolutely. I, I love that you brought up the, the initial conversation they're having. It's on Tatooine. Like Luke said, it's kind of a detour, but like, boy, what a... What a moment around this campfire, just like Maul covers the fire with dirt. And I i had actually forgotten a lot of the dialogue. I'm glad you brought that up. Just look what I've risen, you know, and referring to Satine. Things that Maul doesn't, well, he does a lot of it. I mean, he's killed, you know, he's killed yeah. his 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 could have been lover um, and his his master. So he's been there for a lot of it um but there's things that he still doesn't even know that obi-wan's overcome and look what i've overcome you have all this hatred for me for what the wrongs you think i've done to you but like i've risen above any sort of hatred that could have come from all that you've taken from me yeah i'm here on this lonely planet but i serve a bigger purpose Mm -hmm. and we didn't see like obi-wan didn't fully understand at, at the end of revenge like what are we doing? Like, we're gonna split these kids up, but like, what, what's? And we see that in a little bit of the uh, the from a certain point of view stories, and even the comics. Like, he's still just, what is my purpose here? And I love that you're saying this Kenobi series is prime for us seeing that transition. We've seen the confused, what am I doing here? What purpose do I serve? And then we've seen the master, and we're going to see how he got there. And it's going to be so freaking emotional. I can't wait for it. I know. Oh, my God. Please make it gorgeous um, and amazing. I cannot wait for it. So that, sorry to take up a lot of time there, but it's just what a defining moment in Star Wars. Um, Holly, we've crossed off the Maul Kenobi confrontation, but you got two more.
0: Well, good thing. I actually wrote down six, five well, things. Hey. But I won't. I don't have to say them all. That's okay. Um. Well, if it's my turn again, yes. I did kind of what Luke did where... Uh-huh. Cause I was in Michael's office earlier and he was like, I was like, what are we going to talk about? And he's like, I think we're going to have to talk about our favorite yeah. Rebels moments." I was like, well, I'm going to have to rewatch it. I that can't think of any. And yeah. then I listed like seven and I like was like, okay. Seconds
1: after you said, like, it wasn't like you went away and like you literally off the top of your head just started writing. I'm like, see, that wasn't hard because just, I knew this would just come to you. Like clone wars. Yeah. Like you don't have that relationship with it. I do but, not, but I knew rebels, rebels is, would just come to you.
0: Um, we talk about this moment on the podcast all of the time. Let's go. Other than the callous one I just brought up, whenever I think about Rebels, like this immediately pops into my head. It's, I don't even remember exactly what episode it is. I think that it's towards the end Mm -hmm. of the series when they're digging up the world between worlds. Mm -hmm. It could be wrong. And Thrawn is there overseeing everything, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And he sees Ezra trying to hide and, like, scurry around, trying to, you know what I'm I'm talking about? And he's like, I think this is the scene. I could be wrong. Someone correct me. And he's just watching him. And he just goes, fascinating. And I don't know why this is the funniest Thrawn (laughs) line to me ever. Yeah. I think that I quoted that. Michael probably got so sick of it because I would say that all the time. Yeah. But I just thought that was such a great Thrawn moment because to me that, like, really summed up his character in the show where he just kind of let things play out. Mm -hmm. And then he waited to see how he could kind of take advantage of it. Yeah. He does that throughout the entire show. And he was like, he like, if this is a scene that I'm thinking about, I don't remember if that's exactly what was happening, but he just like, he sees things that are going to interrupt his plan. And he's like, I'm just going to let it happen and see what happens.
1: Well, and there's so much potential for those two as well. So he is, genuinely intrigued when he's as fascinating yeah Ezra's rolling around doing some stupid shit but like it's almost as if he's looking to the future and saying he could be a useful ally like because Thrawn has other intentions if you're reading the Thrawn books the the Chiss his home number one you know the the Empire is, is, is definitely comes after his home world so, and that could be fascinating in, a, in an Ahsoka series or wh- wherever we're going to get the Thrawn, Ezra happenings, could they be allies? Could he just, you know, this this force that he's seeing, I don't, I don't know how much of the force Thrawn really uh, saw before much of this. Uh, he had some encounters with some folks.
0: I don't think much.
1: Yeah, I mean, he he, he ran into Anakin of uh, God, it feels like a dozen times in the new Thrawn books. I'm sure it's only a couple. Um, but, uh, yeah, so it, it's, it, it's, it's a mystery to him. Um, the chist don't really see the Force in that way. And so I think he's thinking of the future in that moment. He is intrigued by him. Uh, Luke, are we grasping at straws here? I mean, it's a very comical moment, but I think Thrawn is thinking about this kid and being like, I sense something here.
2: Yeah, I'm having trouble placing the exact moment. Like, I know it happened exactly how you said. Um, droids. But there's, there's sort of a lot of... There's sort of a lot of moments, like Holly was saying, of uh, similar to that, where he, rather than like any other Imperial, would just be like, oh, get that yeah. guy fired now, go. He kind of like, hey, let me check this yeah. out for a minute. Um, So, the, yeah, there are so many moments like that um, where he, he has a one-liner,
0: fascinating, or
2: intriguing. I love it, or, or, I love you know, it even more. Yeah. What am I going to make of this? So, uh, yeah. yeah, definitely very emblematic of the character in the show.
1: yeah, I mean, he's learning. This is a kid who is from Lothal, like the home world they're occupying and seeing this kid fighting for his world when not a lot of people are is intriguing to him. Like he's done that for his own people. So I think there's, there's, I don't know if it's sympathy, but an understanding of what Ezra is, is, is there to accomplish. So I, I, I can't wait to see how – I think this relationship is going to be so unexpected. I think they're going to do some interesting things with Thrawn. I, I don't think Thrawn is going to be this villain that everyone's making him out to be. He, he is way too complicated yeah. after everything that happens to just say, I stick by the Empire. Hell no. He has other intentions, and he tends to bring out the best in people. I'm looking at you. What? Oh, God, I forget his name. God, what's his name? <laughs>
0: I'm looking at you, old, random guy. The old hillbilly guy,
1: guy from uh, the uh, Vento. Holly's oh, like, who oh, the hell is that? No, yes, he's a hillbilly, and uh, it's great. We never would have known that if we wouldn't listen to the audiobook, But he just tends to, to to bring out the best in people and challenge them. And I'm just like, what is in store for these two? Um, I, I I think it's gonna be something unexpected, and I can't wait. Uh, I don't necessarily want it in an Ahsoka series. But I understand. No, it
0: has to be its own thing.
1: I don't think it's gonna be. Oh, well, I don't. I know, but I th- I think you know she's out. she's not looking for Ezra. It makes sense, but um, yeah. So I I love that Holly. I love these little obscure moments you guys are bringing up. Um, it's freaking great. Uh, Luke, um, I sense your second involves um a protocol droid.
2: Oh, it's <sighs> a good guess. It's a good guess. There is a common theme um, <laughs> with my next one. Uh, it involves a, a certain uh, orange-headed droid. Again, yeah. I'm a, I'm a sucker for chopper, unabashedly on, on so. And uh, but this, rather than a, a comical moment with with him, which is what he's it, what it it's sort of known for. Um, it's in the you know big spoiler alert in the episode surrounding Kanan's Mm -hmm. death, which don't, don't even think of this show as an, you know, animated show versus live action versus whatever you want to watch this, this series does some drama, I think better than dozens and dozens of drama shows on TV out there. Um, In the episode of Kanan's death, um, in sort of the, the immediate aftermath. They're so powerful and so well yeah. done. Um, I get, you know, the shippers and, and uh, choked up every time I watch it. And I watch some clips to kind of get ready for this discussion. As I thought of moments, I was like, oh, yeah. I'm go watch that that moment. And every time, I don't know how many times I've seen it, but it's still so powerful. But, um, you know, that episode ends with Canaan's death. It's sort of that happens and then the yep. episode ends. Then the next episode, you start to see the, the aftermath, and it's called Doom, for for his l- original last name of Caleb Doom, and uh, it's you know they they do that mission at night where he ends up dying, and then they get back to their base sort of as the sun is rising for the next morning, and um, Zeb wasn't there, so they have to break the news to Zeb, and then Hera just kind of wanders away from the group and she's looking at the sunrise I think back towards where the city was where they just had come from and she's just kind of staring up at the sunrise and she's starting to like cry and, and get um, you know and Chopper just rolls up mm. next to her and with his again with his little pinch <laughs> hand he just gently strolls up to her and holds her hand mm. and they both look out at the sunset together and it's ridiculous but i'm gonna cry like right now (laughs) talking about it Uh, it's it's so well done and it's this orange headed goofy droid yeah and a green tentacled headed alien lady on a cartoon Mm -hmm. on the disney channel and it's it's so damn good it is (laughs) so good
0: and it's great because like That is such a great scene, and it's not just the writing. Like, the writing is Mm -hmm. phenomenal, but in that scene, there were no words. It was Mm -hmm. all the team that put together the images Mm -hmm. and just, like, the music. And I just, like, I don't know. Everyone who was involved with making this show did such a phenomenal job, but the fact that they could bring so much emotion out of a scene that didn't even have any dialogue Mm -hmm. in that moment was, like... And they do that a couple times throughout the series, too. It's just, like, really fantastic the way that they're able to do that because they get you invested in these characters only four seasons. Yeah. And we just feel like we know them. They're like family.
1: And and uh, Chopper, like everyone else in the crew, has kind of this hard exterior, you know. Literally. Yeah, he has a very hard exterior. Um, and, And, you know, they don't often let their guard down. You know, even especially even even Hera and Kanan who had you know uh, some interest there they they didn't let it down often, but Chopper's just like them. You know, he's always causing ruckus. You know, giving Ezra and Zeb a hard time. But that's those moments are where it shows you they're a family. Even the flippin' droid yeah. is having a moment, and you don't understand a thing Chopper says. And, and so many Star Wars books that we've read, they always talk about how droids like in in uh, in a t- test of courage you are saying oh this droid isn't supposed to have these she's having these feelings and she's giving this advice that droids aren't supposed to do but there's certain droids that we get in these stories that just show compassion they they, they almost are these sentient beings um, which is why I think one day in Star Wars we're gonna get a rise of the machines and they're <laughs> going to literally fight back but um that is, you're right Luke that is such a a good moment and they play they do they play on that moment, so many moments that like Caleb had meditating, you know, in front of the mm-hmm. sunrise and, and out kind of alone on the thaw and and uh or she, you know, hair would come up to him or whatever, but just kind of like he's not here anymore. It's yeah. just it's just me and Chopper saying, You're not you're not alone. We are family. It's hard of the time I give you. Like, we're here. We got you. It's freaking crazy.
0: Thanks, guys. That's probably all the emotional energy I have How for this do episode. These
1: machines make it? And that, that is the creators, like, telling a story through these machines. It's incredible. I, I cannot think of any other franchise, any other story to where they make these robots such an in, like a, a big part of the story and can show so much uh, emotion and, and really elicit it from you <laughs> as the viewer. That is not a normal thing. It's something special. Um, boy, but another, another,
0: yeah, that was a really good one. As soon as Luke started talking about that, I was like, here we go.
1: Um, so I, I, I had one that was kind of tied with a moment. We already talked about Cain and sacrifice a little bit. Um, that's a, that's something in my throat. I'm not emotional at all. I think you're emotional. Um, we, we all know, you know, we talked about, uh, Cain and sacrifice in the moment, the music, you know, him. You know, seeing Hera in that last moment. Like, hey, we, we've gone over it a million times. It's great. It's one of my top moments. But we've gone over it so many times. I'm going to pull an audible. And I want to talk about Sabine and her little training sequence with uh, Kanan. yeah. This was a game changer for me for Sabine. And uh, I mean, a huge part of her story and, and what she becomes. Like, Sabine was cool. Like, you know, she was kind of expressive in that she, you know, would tag things and, and she was an artist and 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 she had that kind of thick exterior, but like we never really tapped into like what's really going on with Sabine until that episode. And, and I think a large part of that, uh, I'm going to probably butcher her name, but who did the voice? Tia Sircars? I don't know if I did that right. um her acting in this moment was uh, uh, like it, it, nothing touches it. I I, I, th- I think of all of Star, uh, all of rebels at least like the emotion that came out and, and, her voice acting there was, we never saw that from Sabine before we never saw it again after. Um, but just the, the, uh, I, I don't even know exactly what she says, but she talks about um, her history with, you know, being a part of the empire and, and the weaponry that she was creating Um, but the music and and her, her reaction is just something that hasn't been replicated. I don't think in the entire series. Um, so I, I thought that was one of the best moments and it really made me like her more. I I don't know. I never really had an attachment to her before then, but like, okay, here's some history. Okay. We're going to start getting to her Mandalore history and and all that. And she's going to have to really deal with some ghosts. Some, 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 some bones in her closet with her family and what she's done and and what it's cost her and what it's going to cost her. Like, it's just an incredible moment. Um, And it just, it really also shows Kanan's kind of like, not his mastery, but he is the teacher. And it really shows a lot about him. You know, this isn't a Jedi that he's training who's had formal training. Um, This is just his family. Um, and it, but he's really pulling out, of, pulling it out of her in that moment. I, 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 I don't know. Uh, Holly, you seem touched by that moment as well. What what does it mean to you?
0: Yeah, I like that. you need that a moment? <laughs> no. Do we need a pause? No. Okay. I like that moment a lot. Um, That didn't make my list of moments that I really liked, but yeah. I did think about that today when I was making my list because it was kind of connected to um, another moment, which was – Kanan's interactions with the Bendu. Ooh, yeah. Um, but I just thought for her and Kanan, that was a huge moment for very different reasons. But I think it was important for Sabine to kind of break out of that because she had kind of walled herself off and yeah. was like, I'm not going to be vulnerable. I did this terrible thing. I'm going to oh. punish myself. Yeah. Even though in actuality, it wasn't really her fault. All the weapons that she helped build that were then used to, I don't know, destroy her. Yeah. in it but I think that she really had to like physically get that out of her system for her to forgive herself and then move on and I thought that that was done really beautifully with having yeah. Kanan teach her how to do that when A she doesn't have the force she's not wielding a lightsaber which he makes very clear to her that's not the important thing yeah. anybody can hold a lightsaber mm-hmm. and she's using a dark saber right mm-hmm. Yeah. so that, I mean that was very symbolic in itself um, but I just thought that was really big for him to like move on to being able to teach and go again because he just lost his sight. Mm -hmm. And then he helped Sabine in such a monumental way for her growth in the show and just in general as a person. I just thought it was really beautifully written.
1: Isn't it crazy that like, yeah, this is a fictional story, whatever, but like that they didn't have these moments before, right? Like it was all these trials that they went through bringing in Ezra that's really challenged all of them as annoying of a little bratty is, I mean, he really, they just sparked a moment to where we really start getting this crew's been together for a while. Like they just, none of this, they've dealt with any of this shit and this kid comes along and it's just like, wow, okay. Shit's getting real. Um, but it's just, what a cool moment. Luke, what, what, what did you like about that moment?
2: Oh, again, a fantastic moment that I can't believe slipped my mind when I was starting to think of things, but absolutely one of the top moments in the whole series when you talk about Tia's performance. And I think, um, I don't know how much you, you two have watched the, uh, the rebel recon behind the scene, like six minute or so videos that that they made for every single episode. Yeah. Uh, if you've never seen them, um, anyone out there who loves the show, I really would recommend going and watching them really great, uh, behind the scenes stuff, uh, for every episode hosted. Um, Oh, by what's her name from the the old Star Wars YouTube show? Andy, um,
1: did she host them? No,
2: the the guy with the dark sort of curly oh. hair, Some, something Gutierrez. Uh, I can't believe I'm missing her name. Yeah, is um, it A- Andy Gutierrez? But, isn't it Andy? Was it Andy? Yeah, I think so. Oh, okay. Um, anyways, <laughs> <laughs> I got all sidetracked with that one. But yeah, go see the Rebels Recon, and I think they show for the, um, the voice recording of these mm. scenes, they they show, um, you know, you, you watch Tia perform it into the microphone with, like, Filoni there um, directing. Yeah. And it's amazing. Like, I think she gets, she gets really yeah. emotional and, like, has to recover from acting the scene a- after doing it. Um, and and a- another moment, again, I say, put this up against any drama yeah. you want. And this scene will beat all yeah. sorts of quote-unquote drama shows out there it, it uh, amazingly well done you feel you know she's delivering the lines in between yeah. strikes of the light of the of the darksaber and, and like the rhythm of the line delivery and the the emotion that's building up inside of her sort of with with each strike um it is just yeah another powerful moment that uh this the series it just delivers over and over again absolutely
1: does The it's great too because like uh, when you look at the Mandalorian like Pedro Pascal got like a lot of love and people were like talking about like his behind the scenes stuff he's like holding the pillow like he's holding a little baby and that's awesome but he's a pretty well-known guy at that point but like these other voice actors from the show I mean let it all hang out I know Sam Witwer's a little more well-known but when he Screams Kenobi and like has these moments. You when you watch this behind the scenes stuff, it is priceless. These guys are in the moment and it's just boy chills galore. Um, but I I just it meant so much to me because like I said, I I didn't really have a huge connection with with Sabine. Um, I thought she was awesome, but I also wasn't a huge fan of like the Mandalorians at that time. And I think her development. And, and Rebels really opened me up to, okay, let's learn more about this. Like, this is a little more complex than I realized. That was really a taking-off point for me where I really started to appreciate it more. And, and that is a testament to her and the, and the choices she made and, and how she overcome those. And then you think, oh, my God, she's going to lead Mandalor And then she sidetracked she says ah, not so fast. This isn't for me. And you're like, wait, what? Okay. So Sabine's got a bigger purpose, and I think we're even going to find that out uh later on maybe in Asoka series that would be freaking awesome uh holly another moment
0: okay um
1: oh let's go wipe away the tears let's reset <laughs> some funny moments or, no never,
0: no not a funny never moment. funny moments i mean there are really funny moments
1: really great moments yeah but
0: this is not one of them okay um i kind of brought this up earlier a couple times and then when we were just talking about sabine but mm-hmm. I really love the interactions that Kanan has with the Bendu. Yeah. But in particular, I also really like Thrawn. So seeing yeah. Thrawn and the Bendu together yeah. was kind of cool, but I really liked it when Kanan really pisses off the Bendu. And mm. so he like unleashes that storm. Yeah. And Thrawn doesn't know what it is and he doesn't know what to do with it. And he literally is like, what kind of jedi devilry is this because he doesn't understand the force and it still is legendary thing of things of legends Mm -hmm. to them at the time and i don't know for some reason that kind of like sticks out in my mind too i just especially then he has that moment with the bendu after where the bendu kind of like prophesizes what happens later with thrawn and ezra but nobody would understand what that meant yeah I don't know. I can't full circle.
1: The Bendu's freaking cool. The
0: Bendu is so freaking cool.
1: And I feel like it's blossomed uh, other ideas of these creatures or or species that are in tune with the Force, but it just shows us this galaxy is bigger than the Jedi and the Sith. Or the Jedi versus the Empire, the Rebels versus... It's bigger than that. And the Bendu knows yep. it. To him, what's going on is kind of trivial. And he can just create a storm and kill everyone if he wants to. But it's like it's bigger than that. And and it's but that's what keeps it so interesting. Yeah. That it's more complicated than just learning these ways of the Jedi and you're this force user. There's mm-hmm. other things out there.
0: And also like everything with the Jedi and the Sith, like, everybody wants it to be so black and white and it's yeah. not. And the Bendu is there because he literally is like I'm right in between. Mm-hmm. But I also don't take sides. Yeah. So I will counsel you. Yeah. I will also counsel a Sith. Yeah. You know, and he understands everything, but he doesn't he's like, I'm not getting involved with this war. Mm-hmm. And that's when like him and Kanan have that big yeah. blow up because Kane calls him a coward. He like that.
1: <sighs> take a side. Big words. Yeah. He reminds me of the Ayowebish Bog. I was that's just say another that. character that we've we see that has, you know, it's this mystical mm-hmm. being that we don't really know where they lie. They could just probably kill everyone, uh, but they don't. So like this, uh, this all seems kind of trivial to them. Uh, Luke, a uh, Bindu fan, no robotics on this fellow, but uh, what's, what's memorable <laughs> about <All> natural. <laughs> what's memorable about those interactions? I mean, he, he just, he kind of seems like he's there when you need him, right? Like there's times where they, they went and saw him and he wasn't there, yep. you know? And, but then he appears but,
2: and there's, Holly was the only one who could who could pull this one of the yeah. three of us because clearly, the Bendu is an ancient force moose.
1: <laughs> yes, does
2: look like it, one. It was, it's her main heritage right. that draws her connection to the Great Bendu. Point. But no, there's if you ask like, okay, what's the best season of Rebels? And I have to answer it. I have a hard time, like between season two and season four, parsing that out. But then there is all this cool stuff in mm-hmm. season three. We already talked about the Maul Kenobi showdown happens in season three, and then uh, the Bendu is littered throughout season yeah. three. And this this you know really mysterious character, unlike most things we've seen, because like you already mentioned, he's not on you know sort of the the good or the bad side. Um, so he serves as a really unique role, and he comes to Kanan at this moment, where Kanan's at really his, one of his lowest points in terms of the fallout from his blinding yeah. by Maul at the end of season two, and sort of rediscovering what his purpose and role yeah. is with this new impairment, and what what does he still sort of mean to the team and the cause, um, and just sort of re... Like, refinding his purpose. And I think the Bendu's uh, counseling uh, in a way, helps him figure some of those things out. Uh, so, a really unique, a unique character to bring into the fold yeah. at that moment to serve that purpose. Uh, I think maybe a lot of people's um, not so mm-hmm. favorite thing, but I think if you give it another shot, I think over time, more and more, you see it and you'll appreciate this character more.
1: Absolutely, and. What a testament to where yeah. Kanan is at this moment, that he's willing to listen to this creature who he can't even see. And I think he may even tell him, like, you can see. Like, <laughs> Kanan's like, what are you talking about? Yeah, like, he does. I was yeah. trying to
0: find what that quote was because I really, that's, like, what yeah. I was thinking about. But yeah. I couldn't find that quote and I didn't have time to watch it. Yeah. But he does tell him that he he has to, like, use the force. The force will be his sight or guide him. Yeah. I don't know. I thought that was a great moment, but it,
1: it, honestly, it the, like at that point, it felt like Kanan, and this is one this is this is the trials that he's going through to really seemingly become a master in this moment. That he is trusting—that's distracting. Chewie's making a bed right now. It, it shakes everything. <laughs> um, he's really trusting the Force in this moment. What else do I have? Uh, you know, we we. <laughs> We learn from people who have such impairments that other other senses tend to be heightened, and, and you know, uh, out of just your body's response to this trauma, um, and but he really trusts in the force in this moment. Sometimes I wonder if if the Bendu even actually existed. I, I I don't know if that was the force manifesting there, and that's what he needed in this moment in the universe. I don't know, but what a. Uh, that speaks to him. There's spiders all around him, which I would probably just drop dead in that moment if I were blind. And I, maybe I would be willing to trust anybody at that point too. But like the wisdom that he gives him, he is essentially just telling him to trust the force. And that's something that Kanan was not really masterful at at that moment. He was too dependent on his sight and and what was there before him. He wasn't really able to sense all that was around him and, and feed off that energy and it's just from that point, it was a different Kanan. It was a different Kanan. And then, yeah, like, you pretty much have been seeing all along. And that's what his his death, when his eyes kind of cleared, that's kind of what it meant to me. Like, you're you you you're seeing Hera now as you always have. Like, I, I don't know. It was a great moment. And the Bindu played a part in that. We don't even know exactly what the hell he is other than a Moose in, impersonator.
0: <laughs> um, I also did when I, like, was trying to find that specific quote that he says to Kanan to kind of be like, you have kind of like handicapped yourself by only relying on your like yeah. physical senses. Yeah. Um, I found something interesting that I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Where Dave Filoni tweeted back in 2017, mm-hmm. he tweeted and said, "It just occurred to me that I never got to tell you all the story of the time the Bendu met Sogotano. Tano."
1: Thanks, Dave. Yeah, can you, yeah, just some fun facts on Twitter.
0: I don't know. I didn't know this. I'm sure that you guys already knew all this, but then he said, it was a brief encounter which took place around the end of the episode, The Mystery of Chopper Base from season two, just before Ahsoka, Kanan, and Ezra left on their fateful mission to Malachor. Of their conversation, you might find this dialogue to be the most interesting, and it's between Bendu, the Bendu and Ahsoka. Mm. And it goes like this. The Bendu says to Ahsoka, you are set on this confrontation, then. They're talking about her confronting mm. Darth Vader. Yeah. And she says, I have to know the truth. Yeah. Bendu says, so be it, but understand this. Much will change as a result of this encounter, including you. And she says, boy. isn't that true of all things as time advances? And he says, my dear, when I say change, I mean death. Oh, and she, boy. Yeah. And Chill. she says, so I will die. And he says, "Will you?" I didn't know that. Goodbye, then, Ahsoka Tano, former Jedi Knight, and he disappears.
1: That's freaking great.
0: Um, I would have killed to have seen a scene with that playing out.
1: Yeah, it's almost better knowing after, though, because I know. we would have we probably went into that conversation with so many expectations, I but know. knowing that they had that conversation and that the Bendu is somewhat like the eye of webbish bog it's just kind of riddles like i didn't say he's like a gatekeeper
0: of the secrets of the force but he's not actually gatekeeping because he's sharing it with people people just aren't asking
1: it's like this isn't star wars anyway i'm an originalist (laughs) i'm the bendu um
0: i just thought that was i thought all of the bendu stuff is cool yeah but I then when I learned about that scene between him and Ahsoka, I thought that was pretty awesome. That's
1: freaking awesome. I mean, will the Bendu make appearances later on? I, I, I sure. Okay, hope but so. that's
0: like the thing. It's like so, Thrawn shot him down with his ship, mm-hmm. and then had this conversation with him, and then he kind of like dissipates, right? Yeah. So is he like dead? And he just like went into the Force, like no, or he? But he laughs he when he laughs. does it.
1: That's what I'm saying. It's all trivial to him. Yeah. You die. I mean, I didn't say that. nothing to me. I'm just seeing, you know, parts of the future. And you ask me questions, I give you answers. I don't know. And then he, you know, Thrawn shoots him with a pistol. You think that's going to kill the Bendu?
0: It's like, it's too bad that he didn't want to get involved because it just shows, like, (laughs) you cannot hide from the Empire.
1: Yeah. Hey, maybe we'll get a Dis- uh, Disney Plus series on the Bendu, and we just learn, you know, learn about his life in the rocks. That actually just, would
0: be like a yeah. really cute. You know, they do those like little minis for kids, and they're like kind of adorable. I think yeah. one with the Bendu. I would love to see a little baby Bendu, the
1: roly-poly ones. Like you can yeah. make the the, the Bendu a roly-poly cute. one.
0: I don't know. He. Um. Kids
1: would be like, "What this round rock is giving me sage advice <laughs> on the future?" I look know.
0: like some sort of demon creature. Probably. I mean, he kind of does. But, he, but
1: Luke's right though. He looks like a moose.
0: <laughs> a Lot
1: of lot of main, you know, inspiration in that design.
0: I just really like the bindu. Anyway, That's guys, fair. I just hijacked most of this with no. my.
1: No, that was. I love that you shared that. That was freaking great. Um, are we on Luke now? Yeah. Luke. Uh. Uh. uh a final moment before we get into some honorable mentions.
2: Yeah. The uh you know what what Holly brought up with the Bendu and Ahsoka is a, a good segue into mine. I'm gonna cheat a little oh. bit. It's not so much a moment, but sort of uh two moments that are somewhat of, of bookends. Um so Ahsoka's reveal. I think mm. it's at, at the very end of season one, yeah. uh she, when she comes down the ladder. Yeah, on the ghost, it is I think, or on that other rebel ship that they're meeting on. And uh, while I came to Rebels slightly late, um, I I was I got to binge it for a while and caught up to the point where I watched um, the end of season three and in season four as they happened. Um, but luckily, even though I'd come to it a little late, and I was watching seasons one and two and most of three, um, a little bit after they had you know, been out, I luckily didn't know about Ahsoka's involvement in this series, so I just had this wonderful moment that I think a lot of people had who even watched it as it aired, um, to see her show up, Mm -hmm. and it was just this triumphant moment, uh, as a fan of the Clone Wars and, you know, the love that grew for that character amongst so many fans, uh, and to see her back again, um it was just so exciting and thrilling. And I remember just uh, like, since my kids have been born, so many of the things that I want to watch, I watch like alone after everyone else has gone to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I remember just like being in my den and just like, yeah, pumping my fists (laughs) in the air and doing quiet roars of delight uh, at, at that occurrence. And then sort of, to, to bookend her in the show, sort of, is the, the end of season two with mm-hmm. the confrontation with Vader. Yeah. Um I I could not believe that this storyline happened yeah. in this show. Yeah. Like I had a friend who for a while was telling me you should watch Rebels. You should watch Rebels. Um Adam the Coyote Collins of the Schmoed <laughs> Trivia Schmidout if you're into that. Um and I, I didn't get into it right away and everything. He's like, oh, you should watch it. You should watch it. Um, and, uh, yeah, then when I finally did it, I was like, I can't believe this <laughs> Vader Ahsoka plot line is in the show. This is amazing. Yeah. And then the moment is when she, um, in the in the fight, um, she sort of gets a piece of his face with her lightsaber yeah. when he's trying to come at Kanan and... and um, Uh, Ezra, and she kind of cracks it on the side Mm -hmm. and and you see into his face, his eye, and a little bit of like his cheek. And there's a moment where kind of Anakin breaks through and there's a little connection there of of Anakin and Ahsoka. Um, And and she tries to connect with him and bring the Anakin out more, but he resists and very quickly... Sort of reverts back to the Sith, the Vader, and saying, "No, I'm going to kill you." Yeah. Um, she says, "You know," she says to him, "I'm not going to leave you this time." Yeah. Um, well, he's still got a little bit of Anakin showing, and then he says, "Okay, well then you will die," as he kind of yeah. the Vader takes over again, um, and it's just that brilliant moment that connects like all the way to his version of redemption by Luke in Return of the Jedi. Um, the connection he has with his son, um, the connection that he has with his apprentice is almost it's enough to give it a little bit, but doesn't completely break through in that moment. But just sort of like a a foreshadowing of that there's still something there.
1: It's one of the coolest moments in all of Star Wars. Like like you said, Luke, I was shocked when they initially Said Ahsoka was coming and uh, they revealed her but for me I was like is this just gonna be kind of like, you know They had episodes with Lando they had episodes with uh, Leia, I was like is this just gonna be Something like that. I could not believe like you said what we got out of the Vader and uh, Ahsoka story here and and You just assume like at that point that's when everyone's saying well we know we don't see Ahsoka later on, so, like, this is not going to end well for her. <laughs> but what they put into this scene was incredible. Um, just to start, I mean, there's a great fight sequence. Is it Malachor? Is that where we are, I think? I think that's the, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a great, there's great fight sequences there before all of this even happens, but when Vader comes down and... By the way, I'm chiming in so much because this was also in my my top three. Vader comes down on a TIE fighter and he's not flying the damn thing. He's standing on top of it (laughs) and his cape is twirling behind him. I was like, Oh my God! What an awesome entrance! Like his it, his his opening in the beginning of season two, I think, was freaking fantastic too. He has a ATST walker thrown on top of him, and and I remember Kanan and Ezra were pumped like, ha! Well, that wasn't so bad. And then he freaking lifts the damn thing with the force, and they're like, we're screwed. Um, that was awesome. But when he comes down that tie fighter, I'm like, oh my God! Like this is happening. And there's little nuggets too that they. They put in here. I don't know if 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 James Earl Jones came back and did this specifically for Vader,
2: but yeah, I think he did. Yeah, and they um they sort of pitched his voice a little yeah. higher, so he sounded like a younger exactly. Yeah, but
1: what they did do in that moment that Luke's talking about when when his his mask is torn, they brought back Matt Lanter, who voiced Anakin. Mm-hmm in the clone wars that little nugget him saying ahsoka he says it a couple times it's very clearly him as anakin you're like oh my god (laughs) like what is gonna happen here and uh he yeah he says ahsoka a couple times and, and like luke said he says like she i'm i'm not gonna leave you this time like i turned my back on you before and look what you've become i will not make that mistake again and he says then you're gonna die
0: I also <laughs> Let's go. I also wanna say I think oh. I think this actually just came up in conversation in the group. Yeah. Because somebody analyzed like what they oh, did yeah. with the imaging and the creators did in that moment yeah. is that when she says I'm not going to leave you, before he says then you will die. There's a moment where they dilate his pupils, like, when she says that, that, like, he's, like, recognizing her. Mm. And they give him a physical reaction, but you can only see it because his mask is cracked. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But they give him that physical reaction, and then his eyes get really, like, small again. And then, but, like. And this is,
2: this is another example of, like, I hope, you know, when you think about the Kenobi show is going to have this, um. "Quote unquote rematch of Anakin, or well, of Vader in Obi One, and, and uh, I think there's so much you can take yeah. from this moment of Rebels, and say like if if in Kenobi they capture something as good as this, or even yeah. close to as good as this, it's going to be um, well done, absolutely, because this this moment." Uh, is so well executed, so so powerful between these two characters who have such a like intimate history and have some of the best moments in, in Clone Wars as well. Um, that if yeah in Kenobi, if they can do something with Anakin Vader's relationship with Obi wan that's seventy five percent as good as this moment in Rebels, it will still be good. And,
1: and I feel like they they I feel like they will be. I mean, the original Anakin Obi wan fight in Re- Revenge of the Sith was epic. In its own way. The real tug at the heartstring stuff was there on that uh, embankment. And I, I hate you. I, You were my brother. I loved you. I mean, that. I don't know if, I keep saying, I don't know if that could be topped in Star Wars. God, I think I just love Star Wars. I think I'm just a fan, guys. You I think that's what's happening. love Star Wars? I guess I just love it. Um, but it was epic in its own way, right? Like, uh, the, so much of the, the final third act is this confrontation, and it's so well choreographed. And what the television shows have done is they stripped these fights down, like the Obi-Wan, the Maul, you know, this this kind of mastery moment. And, and Ahsoka has it here, too. Like, I've, I've grown past turning my back on those that I love. Um, she was unfortunately, you know, really disappointed in, in how that turned out. But they are really breaking down these moments, and it's not so much about choreographed lightsaber fights as awesome as they are. Uh, like uh, Maul and Ahsoka's and the end of Clone Wars was awesome. Um, but it's these moments, it's it's these little nuggets that they have. And, and I can't imagine that Obi-Wan and Vader aren't going to have something like that, where we may see a lot of Ahsoka and Obi-Wan here, a, a hopeful, I see a glimpse of you in there. I know you're there and he's going to be disappointed once again and he's going to have to work past that like Ahsoka had to work past that he really is gone um and get to that point where Obi-Wan you know is telling Luke that "Eh, well (laughs) well then I guess the Emperor's already won if you're not willing to go and confront him and kill him so I don't think they're gonna disappoint at all they're gonna have some time it's not gonna be some final third act of the show but it's gonna be if they're gonna do it and they've said they're gonna do it it's gonna be important it's it's not just gonna be some epic choreographed fight sequence it's there's going to be more heart into it and i just i can't believe what they did in that little it's not a very long fight um but ezra tries to intervene and she uses a force to push him out yeah. when, when the when the temple is closing um you know saving those that she loves but it's like i'll be damned if i'm leaving anakin again even if it, she accepts it even if it means my death um I'll i'll die you know trying to save the ones that i loved And uh, that's what Anakin was doing. Just went down a different path, but it's just little nuggets like that. It's it's that's freaking fantastic, and it was a it was a season finale too. So I was like, well, she's dead, like I you know. And then they find a way to bring her back in a really weird, awesome way. But then you look at what the Bendu said, Ali. You brought up like I didn't say you were gonna die. You were gonna be different. Like I, I mean, how could the Bendu even explain that to her? He couldn't. Um, but what a, what a crazy moment that never, you know, there's so many great moments in rebels, but that one, like, that's what I was saying. I feel bad almost bringing up these moments with the characters that, you know, come from other stories. And I feel like I neglect our crew a lot, but man, somehow they made these, they, they they wove these stories in there. And, and I think that's why they clone wars and rebels complement each other so much. They feel like almost the same story. That moment, Holly. Any other thoughts on on the Ahsoka Invader confrontation?
0: No, I don't. I don't think that I can follow up with anything else.
1: That's uh, yeah, that's fair. Um, what what a great moment. Now, I I want to. I mentioned we we'd throw in some honorable mentions, and I I have quite a few. Um, Holly, you said you had some more on your list. What what else made
2: um your, your we actually mentions?
0: covered. You guys covered some of the other ones I had on my list.
1: Yeah okay uh luke what what else do you have any any honorable mentions that didn't make your top three i hate saying top three because it's it's difficult
2: <laughs> yeah it's interesting to me that we don't have none of us really had an ezra moment as one of our top ones yeah. and he's somewhat I the main know. character of the show and i think he does have a lot of great moments does. um but yeah it's hard to it's hard to pick out one in in particular for me i mean the, the his his showdown with Palpatine yep. in the season finale, I think, is really yep. powerful where he resists the temptation of Palpatine. That's that's a great moment. Um I think there's a lot that you can you can pull out um from Ezra and and I don't wanna go through the whole discussion without really giving him a little yep. bit of props um as a character. But uh and one of my only other ones in a in a comedy sense that that I had jotted down was um Hondo. Hondo has <laughs> um outstanding moments in the series and um what i specifically want to call out is his relationship with the Mm Ugnats in the show which uh, i think there's an earlier episode i don't know season two or season three where they kind of connect with hondo and he's running this scheme where they're trying to like steal this stuff off of one ship and get it onto another ship and he's got like this crew of Ugnats helping him out and it's like um you can tell the whole vibe is he like is exploiting the Ugnots. It doesn't really care about them. Is kind of yeah. the vibe that you get. Um, but then one is with him in the whole season finale, um, two episode um, uh, part of the finale. And uh, the Ugnaughts' name is Melch, which is just <laughs> a great little name. And you, th- you, again, think like, oh, he just brings this guy yeah. along to use him and doesn't really care about him. But then there's a moment where Melch gets shot yeah. by a stormtrooper, And Hondo is emotional Mm. and he cares for this Ugnat, And there's a great moment that happens, you know, in um, many other uh, shows, like comedic effect or other movies where it's like he thinks he's dead and he's starting to say all these nice things about Melch the Ugnat and how much he cares about him. Oh, what I would do if he was only alive. And then Melch kind of perks up and is like, oh, wait, I am. Go on. (laughs) And then, you know, he kind of cuts off. It's like, oh, yeah. You know, it brings up the gruff exterior again. It's like, oh, no I don't really care that much about you. Um, I love, I love, there's so many good Hondo moments in this series. I'll never so.
1: forget when Holly went back and watched the Clone Wars that she hadn't oh, seen. Oh, no way. And was just like, um, is that Hondo? Like cuz he's a real I mean I, he's a dick. I mean, he's a real dick in Clone Wars. Oh my god. Yeah.
0: I couldn't stand oh, him in the Clone Wars awesome. because I met him. I met him. Like yeah, my my yeah. friend my friend Hondo. Yes. That's going to be my new Star Absolutely. Wars podcast, my friend Hondo. Uh,
1: he wrote a memoir, did you know that? Shoot. I'm kidding.
0: I love memoirs. I know you do. Does he narrate the audiobook? <laughs> Give you a
1: mat. No, that's... the audio, that was the was hollow. Not even close. Okay,
0: <laughs> anyway, <laughs> not even close. Anyway, Honda Luke, that's great because Hondo is great. I, yeah. my favorite things. That, that Hondo does is when he really screws everybody over, yeah. and then he'll show <laughs> up again, and he'll he'll be like, "My friends, my good yeah. dear friends,
1: anything to survive." And pe-
0: but people just like let him do it.
1: They do. They're they just
0: like, "Oh, it's Hondo being Hondo." They don't
1: really see him as a threat, even though I mean, like, he's pretty. Serious. Hondo knows some shit. Also, like
0: <laughs> can I just say, like, yeah. Hondo was fine in Rebels. Very funny. Not super intimidating because of the comedy that they gave him. Yeah. Absolutely terrifying in the Clone Wars, like really scary stuff. But freaking seeing his type of people that Mm -hmm. in The Mandalorian. (laughs) Yeah. I'm pretty sure there's an episode with The Mandalorian where there are pirates like him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That is like the thing of nightmares. Absolutely. So I can't (laughs) imagine that you would go to like Disney or like Star Wars weekends and see someone dressed up like Hondo because that would be freaking terrifying
1: well, They actually in the new star wars area
2: have an animatronic of him what? yeah looks yeah he real. uh what? he's like the host of the millennium falcon ride yeah, yeah. at galaxy's end
0: no he does there's yeah, a full I'll
2: animatronic a <laughs> <It looks
1: good.
0: laughs> oh my god i could never go on it actually probably i bet he's really funny because
1: it looks, r- I mean, it looks pretty legit from the videos I've seen. I mean, obviously, I went on the ride, but when they I were just, making it, they showed. When
0: I was scenes. watching Rebels, mm-hmm. I, like, never in my life thought that he would be that terrible in the Clone Wars because yeah. I only have, like, Rebels Honto yeah. in the back of my mind. And then seeing the pirates in the Mandalorian, I was like, no freaking way. He's
1: kind of a dick. Uh, Luke, you mentioned, you know, we really need some Ezra love, and and I agree. And some of my honorable mentions were, were really great moments of his Um, you mentioned him seeing his parents in the temple. I thought that was, I definitely cried on that one. I was like, man, this kid has this opportunity. His entire mission (laughs) really was, yeah, to, to save his planet, but like to find answers about his parents. And then he's given this opportunity, um, very much like Luke Skywalker, you know, taking an easy way out. Um, you know, getting what you seek and, rejects it and then what's (laughs) as he's rejecting it and palpatine is freaking out you realize it's not some illusion that palpatine was creating because his parents as they're leaving him say we love you we always will love you like you're making the right choice what the whole time i'm sitting here thinking this is palpatine's just playing games with him which he was a little bit but like he talked to his parents and his parents knew he was making the right choice, and they, they affirmed that for him. It was a very touching moment for Ezra. And then um, in the world between worlds, you know, he he saved Ahsoka, and now he has this power. Oh, I can save, I could save Kanan.
0: Oh God, yeah.
1: We have to watch Kanan die all over again. Yes, but like he has the he has that moment, and he's but then he starts thinking about like, what would my master do? Like, you know, like he made the sacrifice, what would that be for? Um, there's a purpose behind all of this. And it's just like he's given these opportunities, even with Maul, too. <laughs> you could be my apprentice. Like, yeah, there's this power. He rejects that, too. You know, there's moments where Ezra really looks like he could turn to the dark side yeah. in, in any second, and he doesn't. He's He's tested more than Luke Skywalker ever was. You know, and I freaking love Luke Skywalker. He's my favorite character. But, man, Ezra was tested. He was tested with less training. Um, And he he just rose to the occasion every freaking time. Um, Here's a couple of strange ones I want to throw out at you guys. I mean, they're not that strange, but the Grand Inquisitor's death. It was pretty crazy when it first aired, but after we saw the grand inquisitor in the comic book and what he had become after his death, you know, he's just kind of like, remember Holly in this purgatory, like of hell. It seemed he was trapped in this yeah, Jedi I temple.
0: Vaguely. Remember that
1: it just made the moment that much more crazy for me as he's, he's about to jump to his death. He just like, I mean, I can't remember the actor's name now. We, we gushed over him. I can't remember who played the grand inquisitor. Um, but he says there are th- some things far more frightening than death and he kind of just almost like jumps to his death and it, it, it seems like they're foreshadowing to vader uh because we ultimately after season one then we get vader and the confrontation and how crazy he is but then we find out what really has happened to the grand inquisitor and it's like super sad like uh, there was no relief in death for him this wasn't what he seemed to even expect what would become of him and it's just a tragedy I don't know why I feel so bad for the villains all the time
0: see that's how I felt about Maul <laughs> ridiculous it's sad because you have a heart I know um,
1: compassion uh, we, I mentioned Vader on, when he comes to Lothal I thought that was I could not believe the beginning of season 2 I was like oh my god like Rebel rebels just elevated like it was a that was a different level. Um, I also had the Zen and Callus on the Moon of Geonosis. I thought that was amazing. Um, an AP five in space.
0: Uh, I I thought
1: moment. I thought
0: that Luke was going to bring that (laughs) one up. I did
1: too. It was a quirky moment, but like yeah who knew we would all love it so much like after the i i I think in the beginning i probably found it annoying i was like what the hell is going on and every time i've watched it since i'm like what a great quirky moment yeah for a droid again (laughs) it's not it's not it's not these deep compassionate moments but it's like what is what is this particular droid just wants peace (laughs)
0: leave me alone like
1: and ah luke what what, i mean it didn't make the list why not
2: no, it is one of my favorite moments, and uh, I think it is a uh, a, a divisive yeah. moment. I, th- I feel like it's a moment that you either love yeah. or you hate. Um, <laughs> but yeah, AP five, this droid that that is so um, just so can't stand sort of everyone around him and everything that's expected yeah. of him as a droid, and what that he would prefer to float in oblivion. <laughs> um then then have to just go about his droidly duties and and, and interact with with other people and other droids and things uh that that is like bliss to him to just float in the void of space until his power source would run out (laughs) and and then how sad he is sort of when he gets when they come back and pick him up and don't let him just float off. In, in <laughs> the the disappointments. I know.
1: You think they're doing him a favor, and he's just like, no. no, leave me. Like, oh, my, you're right. It made for a great comedic moment, but you feel bad for him. Like, he's just, I mean, he has moments where he kind of bonds with the team, but, like, ultimately, he's just one of those droids that finds them far inferior and, like, just doesn't want anything to do with people. But, God, what a moment.
0: That's so funny
1: uh purgles are another moment that i think kind of have just all I've, I've the
0: ezra and the animal rap, like his yes. charisma and connection was really cool
1: there's moments with the wolves and stuff yeah. that are really deep that you see him forming this bond and it's you know a lot of it's really his old master i was gonna and say it's great cr- and rebels yeah it's so unique that's something that we never you, you tend to take those creatures for granted. I mean, I, I just think of a lot of Clone Wars like needlessly killing a lot I of know, animals. I know, that bothered and me. It, I, it happens, like you see it throughout Star Wars, but Rebels really got you in tune with like the nature side of Star Wars and how these humans and these Force users really can... can get in tune with them and they can be useful allies and we can yeah. learn a lot from them. A
0: galactic war is definitely an environmental disaster on every planet. Exactly. Yeah, exactly.
1: I, I think, I think star Wars could use more of that. I think that's a nice way to, to show our youth that like, you know, our choices have consequences and it's not just us here. Um, yeah. They could do just a whole series about the creatures. I think
0: that that would be really fantastic. I do too.
1: I, do too.
0: I think they have some like, but there's some books mm-hmm. about, just like the creatures, yeah. but yeah i don't I don't know that you necessarily like it gives you any like I think it's just like informational,
1: definitely, yeah, but we could use more of it um, guys, uh, let us know what 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 did, what did you love about rebels? what were some of your top moments? I'm sure this will will cause some discussion <laughs> on, on the Facebook group and and uh, we mentioned these moments a lot in the podcast, but really, when you force yourself to sit and think about rebels. Man, it is one of the best Star Wars stories that exist. And um, I can't even imagine if that show was coming out right now on Disney Plus and just the reach that that platform has. It, I mean, it was a game changer on the Disney Channel at 10 p.m. on freaking Thursdays or whenever the hell it was. But just like uh, now it's just, it's, it's uh, I don't know. It's set a bar for the animated stuff um and and so i'm looking forward to seeing you know is is the bad batch gonna be that type of series for us um or for you guys like i'm curious to see where we're going with that but rebels guys it takes the cake um for sure if you haven't if you if you don't uh i think you know luke kind of mentioned this earlier if you don't really take the the cartoon seriously or think this is just kid stuff i mean it really isn't um it is some of the best storytelling and some of the finest moments in all of Star Wars, some of the most touching moments. Um, it really gave us the time to get to know and understand these characters and, 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 and all their faults. And, and it's about family. It's another story about family. And, and that's, that's why, a huge reason why I come to Star Wars, animated or not, uh, stories of family tend to get me really good. Deep, I don't know (laughs) (laughs) phrasing phrasing but guys I want to know what you think about rebels let's let's get the conversation going in the Facebook group Um, we will be back next week promise Uh, I know this episode is a little late uh, later than usual but we will be back next week for another episode only two more weeks to go for the bad batch we're going to get Holly reading the light of the Jedi and if she reads it this week hell Holly we may talk about it next week we might all right, you just finish up that Mindy Kaling book, and then we'll we'll be all over <laughs> it. Uh, but guys, I hope you enjoyed this conversation. Like I said, let us know what you think about rebels. Um, if you're enjoying what you're hearing, give us you know a, a five star rating wherever you can uh, on Apple Podcasts. It would be much appreciated. Um, No Rebels hate. Can't say that on the reviews. No Rebels hate here. Certainly not. That is for sure. Um, But check us out on YouTube if you prefer a long video format as well. Like the videos there and subscribe if you will. Um, And that's all, guys. We appreciate you. We love you. And may the Force be with you always.